Mindfulness Mode 229. When atoms and molecules go into a state of vibration, when the vibration stops, usually they return to their own natural healthy patterns. Hey, welcome to the Mindfulness Mode podcast. I'm your host and mindfulness life coach, Bruce Langford. Great to have you back again. And if you're new, awesome to have you with us. I value my listeners so much. Thanks for being here today. I want to tell you and remind you, last time on Mindfulness Mode, you heard from Jamal Yogis. He's a, a writer, he's a surfer, he's a film producer with the successful film Salt Water Buddha. Now he has a brand new book called All Our Waves Are Water. Get it at mindfulnessmode.com waves. Today, speaking of waves, did you know that sound waves can heal you? Today's guest talks about a woman with chronic pain. Nothing worked to heal her terrible suffering. Finally, she tried sound healing and she was relieved of her pain. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the insight provided by my wonderful guest today. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm really excited today. I have Sharon Karn with me. Hey, Sharon, are you in mindfulness mode? Yes, at the moment, yes. <laughs> Sharon Karn is the most interesting person, and you can see behind her, if you're watching the video, that she has a collection of singing bowls. And I'm going to share, Mindful Tribe, a little bit about Sharon before we get into our conversation. Sharon Karn is passionate about the healing power of sound and music. She's developed stress reduction programs making use of the healing power of sound and she's produced healing recordings and is frequently invited to speak for corporate and private events many of them based within the medical community sharon's also written a book called listen from the inside out i can't wait to learn more so sharon what does mindfulness mean in your world Oh, my goodness, Bruce. To me, mindfulness is essential life skill. Well, it really is essential. And, you know, we can be so stressed or so filled with anxiety. But with you, sound is the basis of your mindfulness. Tell us how sound helps you remain calm and like not even have anxiety for the most part. It depends, because <laughs> here sometimes I'll, I'll use the sound to, to bring a sense of calm when I'm feeling really stressed, if I have a lot going on in my life, and sometimes I need the silence. And here, too, that mindfulness is part of what's important for knowing where I am at the moment and then which tool would be most helpful. My husband and I went through eight years of end-of-life care for three close family oh, members. Wow. So that, that ended about two and a half years ago with the passing of my sister. But it okay. was both, both his parents and my sister. And so our stress levels, of course, were very high. And sure. we knew that it was our choice to be there for them and to right. be an important part of their 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 journey at that time. And so we used the sound, we used silence, we used everything that we could get our hands on to maintain our own stress levels. Because in those kinds of situations, they are high. But it's a choice. Family is really important to us. 
And what do you do when you can't control the sounds in your environment? Leave or, okay. or find, leave is the first choice. If um, another one is, I use this sometimes, Bruce, when I can't get away from them, is to allow the sounds to go through go through me because sound goes through you. So I allow, allow the sounds to go through me and then return to a breath or an internal sound or a hum, depending on where I am. So that, that really helps me. That's become a really helpful skill to keep my own energy balanced when I'm in a noisy environment. But first choice is just to leave if I can. Right. In our part of the world here in Ontario, Canada, we have a lot of wind turbines that, you know, they built these huge, tall windmills and they capture the energy from the wind. But there are people who say that the hum, the low sound from those causes, you know, problems, distress, anxiety. What do you say to that? Actually, yes, they, they, there is some science behind the low vibration and the low frequency sounds coming from the wind turbines. We have a lot of wind turbines in southern Alberta also, Bruce, and we met some engineers. I did a lunch and learn for a group of engineers who mm-hmm. were researching the wind turbines. Right. Um, there is a fair bit of science that says that low frequency sounds disturb the energy of the human being so that okay. it does create stress. Many sounds do create stress. Our, our nervous system responds with stress hormones, things like the wind turbines and traffic noise and jackhammers and things like that, that raise stress hormones. Right. Well, it makes perfect sense. It does. I feel stressed. I feel stressed if my dog starts barking, bark, bark, bark. bark. And I've said, you know, I'm sure there's like a certain way that my brain responds to that where it just like absolutely drives me batty. What can I do? Just, I guess, take myself out of that environment and make a difference, make a change to, to remove that. Is that would that be your answer? Um. Yes, yes. And to, well, things like a baby crying too are, are meant to create stress so that we do something about it. And the same thing with the dog barking. There's many different reasons a dog barks. So sure. yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways to manage that. But also there's sound is a wonderful way, nature sounds in particular, are a wonderful way to reduce stress hormones, hormones when you've been around a, a sound that you're feeling is increasing them. So if I listen to an MP3 of nature sounds, is that a good source of sound or is the fact that the MP3, does that, is that worse than listening to a wave? Is the quality of that, does it make a difference? I'm interested. Good, good point. The, the actual nature sounds are the best, of course. Of course. Because our, we evolved with wind and water and birds. And these three main sounds in all their different, all of their different, I guess, range of kinds of sounds uh, create a healthy response in the human being. They're the healthiest sounds that we can listen to. So when you have those nature sounds, that's number one. Um, even something as simple as a water fountain, I have one in the living room and I love working out there because just the gentle bubbling water is just so beautiful. And bird song is another one that is very interesting because we respond in different ways to bird song. 
Um, one of the things with birdsong is that it's totally unpredictable. We don't know when a bird is going to sing and the brain is wired to look for patterns. And the, because the brain is looking for patterns in the birdsong, it stays alert and productive. Now, on a recording, wave file is always best because on an MP3 recording, a lot of the a lot of the information in the sound has been taken out. The brain makes up partly for that loss of information. It is naturally wired to do that. But if you can use a WAV file, that's great. I have an MP3 file of our Woodland Song recording that is bubbling a bubbling mountain creek and bird song. And I use that when I'm writing, but I have to, it's an MP3. And the high frequencies are, if they're too loud on an MP3, for me, are really irritating. So I have to make sure that the volume level is right. Usually I use a WAV file if I can on that one. I see, I see. Well, let's talk about your singing bowl collection. Why is it that the sound from singing bowls is so calming? Oh, my. <laughs> the, the old Tibetan bowls have a lot of wavering frequencies in them. Sounds, when they're made, they're, there's usually seven different metals, and they all vibrate at different, in different frequencies. So you get a lot of uh, wavering sounds. And the interesting thing about those wavering sounds is that they entrain the brain. There are decades of research in the 20th and 21st century on brainwave entrainment and how powerful that is as a way of entraining the brainwaves of the brain to bring you into alpha or theta. And, so, and there's more research on gamma state lately. The brain, the, the old Tibetan bowls are ancient brainwave entrainment tools, so they calm the, the brainwave state. Another thing is that when you're holding one of these amazing bowls, is the sound goes through you, and as it goes through you, it's moving your atoms and molecules like this. So it sets them into a state of vibration. Now, when atoms and molecules go into a state of vibration, when the vibration stops, usually they return to their own natural healthy patterns. So the sound of an old bowl, if it's right for you, everybody's different. So if you have the sound that's right for you, going through you, doing this to your atoms and molecules, it will allow the body to reset to normal natural patterns. And another thing it does with that reset is in that 99.9% .9 empty space within an atom, I believe, is the, the soul. Because the soul is all, it's around you and around, around you and in you. So it occupies everything within you. But also, whenever we get upset about things, when we can't deal with them in the moment, we stuff them in our bodies. And that's emotional energy that we can become an energy block and then can become an illness or a discomfort. So when the molecules are doing this, then it'll, it shakes up that emotional energy that's stuck in there and can allow it to move easily and gently. So they do so many things. It's so cool. And pain management. Uh, whenever my back is bugging me, I have my husband put the big bowl on my back and it takes pain away for weeks to months to forever, depending really? on what's going on. 
So how many times would he have to ring that? Well, if he's doing a full back massage on me, because with me, stress shows up in shoulder. I I tend to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. So shoulder, neck tension, which then, and many of us carry that, and also lower back tension. Many of us carry stress in the back. So he'll move the bowl down the spine, usually starting at the base of the spine, and then move it up, then go to shoulders, and sometimes the glutes, and sometimes the legs. And um, that's good for weeks, depending on what's going on in my life. So it uh, is a wonderful way to relax the muscles. It's great as a massage. Many massage therapists use bowls because... When they're doing this to the muscles, it takes less manipulation if you get the muscles loosened up a bit more first. So it can be really helpful even for that. So why don't we hear more about this healing with sound? Would you like to hear a bowl? I would love to hear a bowl. Okay, let me bring my favorite one over here. I nicknamed this one Incredible. I'm going to move back a little bit, and hopefully the signal isn't too too loud for the mic here, Bruce. So I'll play it a little softer and kind of let me know how the sound is. I use a gong mallet to bring out all of the frequencies in it. So here's incredible. don't want to interrupt it. Well, this one will go on for two minutes at least when you tap it. The sound went through okay. Yes, it did. It did. Beautiful. And I know if I were there in the room, I would still be able to hear it, right? I'd still be able to feel and hear the sensation. So if I went to a store to buy a bowl, how would I know what the right one was for me? I know that you said everybody's different, but Mm -hmm. how do I tell? Um, that's a good question. And that's where mindfulness comes in. Because when you have an intention to find a Tibetan singing bowl that is right for you, that will help you go into the store with that intention. And then as you pick up a bowl, go into what I call listen from the inside out mode. And this is what my book is all about. It's all about learning to raise your sensitivity to sound. Many of us have nervous systems that are overstimulated by sound, but we can learn to manage that with mindfulness. So the body listens with tight muscles or loose muscles or shoulders raise or shoulders drop or you breathe, your breathing changes, your brainwave changes, your heart changes. That's how the body listens. The emotions listen with your feelings and we're all familiar with that. The mind listens by being noisier or quieter, and the spirit listens with joy and bliss and, and uh, love and compassion and all of those beautiful qualities that are the presence of your soul. So when you go into the store, then ask to raise your, kind of turn up the volume on how you listen intently and then hold the bowl in your hand. I prefer to hold it in my hand so I can feel the vibration going through my body. And then that gives me a more of a body sense of whether or not this bowl is appropriate. Then tap it gently. You can also play the smaller bowls with a stick. This one you can play with a stick too, but I like for the bigger bowls, I like the gong mallet because I hear more of it. 
and then listen with your body, your mind, your emotions, and your spirit. If it makes you feel, then that's the perfect bowl. If you don't get a, then probably there is no bowl there for you. Okay, well, that's good to know. I know when I bought a bowl recently, I went there and they only had about four or five to choose from. I really didn't even know where to go to buy a bowl. Where? What's your advice? Oh, good question. And uh, some stores will carry some. It depends. You can do some calling around to see what their stock is. Sure. We carry singing bowls on our website. We are, Our stock is a little low right now, so we'll be going shopping for more of our bowls soon. And and one thing I've done with people who, who find us is we'll open a Zoom or a Skype call so I can play bowls if they're far away so that they can kind of get a sense over a video format of the sound and how it feels. So we've had some success with that too. Um, and I guess it's mostly just research. There are some online stores where usually there are recordings of the bowls so you can get a sense through the recording of how it feels. I see. Well, it's, it's really exciting to have a singing bowl and to share it with others. I have a monthly meetup where we, we meditate, we talk about things, and, and part of it is centered around the singing bowl. And, and uh, I'm not an expert like you, but I'm learning so much. I didn't have my uh, participants hold it in their hands, so I think I will have them do that. And I don't have a large singing bowl like you're showing there. You have so many. How many do you have in your collection? I have, well, the eight here, and then in another cabinet, I have, I have three more that of smaller size bowls. Tell us an example of how the sound has actually healed someone. Mm. And this is a different kind of sound. Mm. Uh, one of the uh, women who came to a, one of our workshops about seven years ago, she, previous to that, she had serious back pain, so much so that the medical community had given up on her. She'd gone through every treatment for chronic pain that they offered, and they nothing really worked to get rid of her back pain. So she found brainwave entrainment music, especially through Hemisync, who has remarkable, remarkable research on what they do, and also, also a wide collection of programs and, and sounds, recordings for all kinds of different conditions. So she bought a CD that helps to reduce pain using brainwave entrainment technology. And she said it totally got rid of her pain has not returned and there's a maintenance maintenance thing with this if you buy the cd it's if it starts coming back again she's back on the recording or tibetan bowl or other tools so she came to us we offer buffet of sound and different kinds of sounds and ways that sound helps you and so she found a lot of other tools through through her experience with us too that's what drew her there she said this was amazing what else is there that's so interesting. And I've talked with people who know someone who is deaf, and they've found that the vibrations from sound has a very therapeutic effect. Have you worked with deaf people? 
Not very much. One of our participants was deaf in one ear, but when we, with the sounds, it really made no difference. And my sister, my older sister is deaf in one ear and the sounds really make no difference because it does go through you. We listen in different ways. We listen through our ears, of course, but we also listen through bone conduction. Our bones conduct sound 12 times faster than the air does. So as you're holding a sound source or even even listening to sound in the room, it, your your audio your audio centers in the brain will experience that as a sound or a vibration depending on the condition. So there's a famous uh, percussionist. Her name is Evelyn Glennie. She has an incredible incredible talk on. Um, on, on video, if you put in Evelyn Glennie, she's profoundly deaf, and she's probably the most famous percussion player in the world. She travels all over the world playing with orchestras. She performs in bare feet, and she feels the vibrations of the orchestra coming through the floor, so she knows exactly where she is in the music. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I love that story. Several years ago, I was experiencing a lot of pain, Sharon, and it turned out I, I had a hernia. So I had to go to the hospital and have a surgery. And I went to a private hospital where that's all they did is hernia surgeries. And they said, well, we use this, instead of what they usually use in most hospitals, we use this very fine wire. And we have a technique that is really uh, exclusive to our hospital. But the interesting thing is that now when I'm at a concert or I'm at church, if I'm sitting in a certain place in the room, I feel it vibrate right through that part of my body. And I'm assuming it's the wire, you know, picking up the vibrations because it comes right into that part of my body. And I'm just, I just sit there and I just, or stand there and absolutely enjoy the sensation of that music coming directly in. It's like receiving a, a radio station directly through my body. Oh, how spectacular. Next time you're there, Bruce, explore allowing the sound or turning up the volume on the sound as it goes through you. If you have a pipe organ at church, oh my goodness. Pipe organs are so amazing, especially the low ends. You can feel them just go through you. And different instruments affect different parts of your body. So when you're at the orchestra, you can... You can experience the flutes. The flutes are a lot up here. Yeah. And the cellos are here. The strings are here in the heart. And those low instruments are down by your hips and feet. So just kind of notice. Go into the mindfulness mode when you're at the orchestra. And, kind of, and let the sound, let your whole being, your body especially, experience the sound. And kind of notice where it is. It's so fascinating. Yeah, great advice. And I've been a pipe organist for years. Uh, and and just love what you're talking about. Love that sound, you know, of the bass and all of the sounds. But they do, they go through you. And that's so different from the electronic sounds we hear today. No comparison. So I, I always ask a question about bullying. And I know that sound therapy could help anyone who is, you know, experiencing the anxiety of being bullied but do you have a story that you can share with mindful tribe about bullying or how mindfulness may have helped 
Um, we had quite a um, an experience in our own family with our older son, Bruce. And when he was in grade seven, he moved to another school. And all about six of the kids who were his best friends in grade six in the previous school um, were were in his, I guess you could call group at school. And our older son has always been my teacher for integrity. He grew up since he was since he could speak. Mom, that's not right. <laughs> or this isn't right. I'm not going to do that. So uh, you know that at that age, around grade seven, you're 12 and you're 13, and peer pressure becomes an important part of the social milieu. And so he would do is I'm, I'm that's not right. I'm not going to do that. So he started getting bullied, which ended up after several months with an enormous amount of of angst he was crying himself to sleep at night and he came home one day and said mom i'm not going back to school because he was just vibrating with with stress and frustration and anger he actually hit a kid which is why he said he's not going back to school and and i said okay his another best friend at that at that point was being homeschooled so i called I called his mom and said, what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she coached me on what to do. And so I, I I called the school and said, I'm taking him out. I'm homeschooling him. And this is why, because this has been going on for months and every intervention we've tried has not worked. So it was one of the things that really helped Will whenever he was really, really super stressed, it would affect his stomach. And he would say, Mom, my stomach is feeling sick when you get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I found a CD. And this was before I started researching a lot into sound. And it was called Chakra Chants by Jonathan Goldman. And mm-hmm. so I'd say, well, just stay in bed, Will. I know your stomach's hurting. And this is psychological hurting. So he, it, it was real. I put on the CD and he'd come down about at the uh, 60 minutes later saying, I'm all better now, mom. What are we doing? (laughs) It was amazing. It helped him so much and just having it in the background and just allowing, allowing, uh, or I guess encouraging him to allow the sound to do its work, even though he wasn't focusing on it. Sure. That's a great story, Sharon. I love that. So Sharon, as we get closer to the end of our interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. And the first one is this. Uh, tell us who one person is who has kind of affected you and, and helped you with your mindfulness and inspired you in that way. Oh, Bruce, there's so many. Uh, hmm. I, have, I have a good friend of mine who... We, we've been collaborating together for many, many years, Tina, and she is, is wonderful in, in being mindful. Mm-hmm. So every time I'm with her, she reminds me to, to be mindful. And I'm, I wanted to also mention my sister who had a diagnosis of terminal cancer several years mm-hmm. ago. And mindfulness was one of our great, one of her greatest tools in being present to the joys of the moment. And she too was a great teacher for me because she would be in pure joy, knowing her time was limited here. 
And through her mindfulness learning and skills, she was able to, to really, really bring so much joy and love into her final years. She was a great teacher for me. Sharon, that's a great story. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, if, if it has? Oh, calms them so much. Uh, I, it's, it, it's one, well, that, of course, that deep breath, one of the first places you go to. And then whatever other, whatever situation I'm in, whatever other mindfulness tool I bring in, a sound or an internal sound, uh, one of my favorite things is to listen to the bird song as I go for my walks. That's my mindfulness walk, my mindfulness meditation. And I was just going to ask you, how has breathing affected your mindfulness? Oh, it brings me right back. The breath always does that. Yeah, it's amazing, the power of the breath, that's for sure. Can you share a book which help, has helped your mindfulness practice? Well, one that I my sister got for me, actually, when she was going through this journey, we were doing this together, was Full Catastrophe Living. And this one, it, it was specific to our situation with the high stress of what she was going through. And yet, being in the present and being in joy as a choice was so, so helpful. Oh, that's great. And of course, your book, I don't want to uh, forget to mention that. Would you tell Mindful Tribe a little bit more about your book and the title and how we can get it? Oh, thank you. The book is is out of print now, Bruce. I'm working on the second edition. You can still get the uh, online version through our store, though. So okay. there is a there is a, a PDF of the book available in our store at Sound Wellness, and it, "Listen from the Inside Out" is all about raising your awareness fine-tuning your nervous system for experiencing sound in, in both ways that, that are harmful, like traffic noise, and in ways that are healing. And so that there's a lot of exercises throughout the book. There's also a website where you can go and experience soundtracks that give you the experience, uh, more physical experience through the sound. So there are a lot of different ways to raise your awareness and your mindfulness of how powerful sound can be to support your well-being. Right, excellent. And can you share an app which helps you become more mindful or which you would recommend? Oh, there's one that a woman told me all about when we were, I was at a trade fair, a wellness fair years ago. And she said, Sharon, you've got to see this. It's a Tibetan bowl app. And actually, I think I've got, well, I've got it. Uh, can I show it on my phone? Of course. Of course. Got, yeah. Let me open it up here. And it's the coolest thing. I downloaded it right away. I thought it was, ah, it, it has an, there, and I, oh, there it is. And I, oh, I think I missed the, well, this is the, the app here, um, if I can get it. And then when you tap, and it's backwards, and then you can change the screens. Let me see if I can, this is all backwards. Right. Oh, but it's not. 
it's still it's not changing. But there are different screens where you can move your finger around the rim of a bowl or tap the bowl. You can even record a little sound meditation if you want to do that. And it's it reminds me of the the Buddha boards that are these boards of sand, and you have a little rake where you can just make patterns. It just takes your mind off of your problems for the moment. Right. This is the same kind of thing, only using sound. And what is this called, Sharon? Well, let me open it up again. It ah, uh, Ocean House Media. Okay. Ocean House Media is who created the app. And on the little picture, it says OM. So if you look for OM, OM, or Ocean House Media. I think there were a couple of other Tibetan Bull apps, too, that were out there. This is the one she showed me. So this is the one I downloaded. It's great fun. Oh, it sounds like it. I will put that in our show notes as well as all the other information we've been talking about. I'm so grateful to have been connected with you, Sharon. It's really exciting to talk with you because I've never talked with anyone who's so passionate and so knowledgeable about how to heal with sound. So how can our listeners, our Mindful Tribe, connect more with you and learn more about what you do? Oh, well, thank you. You can wander over to soundwellness.com. And we're also creating a, you can, well, actually, on the website, if you're interested in receiving our newsletter, I send out an article about sound. This one was all, the one last Saturday was all about, about a group of engineers who created a piano out of stairs and had a video. It was so inspiring. It was so much fun. So usually I try to to have find some cool things about sound to share in the our weekly newsletters. You receive a Woodland Song 60-minute recording of Woodland Birds and Gently Bubbling Water for joining our mailing list. If you're mm -hmm. curious about learning more, you can check out the blog and all the other stuff on the site. Well, Sharon, it has really been exciting to talk with you. And thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode. Oh, thank you so, so much for, for inviting me, Bruce. My pleasure. Have a great rest of your day, Sharon. And you too. Thank you. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.